It's like I've never really tasted ham before. It's true. <laughs> it just ain't possible to go back to regular smoked meats after you tried Vincent's. You can't beat the flavor. No wonder you're famous. How come I never heard of you before? Well, Farmer Vincent's meats are only distributed within a hundred mile radius. That way I can keep the quality high and the, and the cost reasonable. So how'd you get started? Well, in the old days, we couldn't afford an icebox. So Granny used to smoke everything. Chickens, rabbits, squirrels, eels, even frogs. <laughs> if it didn't move fast enough, Granny smoked it. <laughs> well, we had this old dog, see, and it, it used to bother Granny, barking through her naps and all that, so one day she asked me to shush it for her. <laughs> I shushed it all right. <laughs> Yeah, he sure did. He smoked that old dog just like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Vincent served it for dinner. <laughs> and Granny liked it so much, she nearly ate the whole pooch herself. <laughs> oh, she was so grateful, she taught Vincent all her smoking secrets. She knew she was eating a dog? Well, Granny never put any distinctions on any of God's creatures. <laughs> she always used to say, Meats, meat, meat, and, and man's got to eat. <laughs> she sure loved that old doggy. <laughs> oh, it wasn't so bad. You tried it? Sure. It was kind of like goat meat, wasn't it, Vince? Yeah, it was a little more stringy. Want to know why Vincent's meat tastes so good? <laughs> why? What are you whispering? She's telling me why the meat tastes so good. It's because he mixes the pork with the to another episode of Flickers from the Cave. I am Julie. I am Marty. I am Mike. <laughs> and sometimes we have these magical combinations where we talk about something and then find something on uh, IMDb search. And from the last episode, I, I can't remember what I was talking about, but Marty found Auntie... Auntie Lee's Meat Pies yeah. from 1992, and we were like, we have to talk about this. It was too and good. We thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, no. All right, that's, that's maybe a debate later. We'll, in get, we'll get into that. <laughs> but we paired it with Motel Hell from 1980. and with, Without a single years. thought in our heads about that beyond that they were similar plot-wise. Yeah. Yes, and I mean they had high quality meats Very. and with herbs and spices. They really did care about their flavors, but they Finest were in the county. Yeah, yeah. As but both they wanted to lighthearted, make sure... lighthearted comedic cannibalism. 
Only does, eating yes. Raul was funnier. Yes. Um, okay, well, also, one of the biggest debates on the podcast, episode 188. Wow. Kong versus Flickerzilla, where we talked about the being and Blood Diner mm-hmm. from 1987. Another cannibalistic oh. film. I'd actually forced that one from my mind, Julie, so thanks for bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. All I remember uh, is dick and a brain in a jar. Oof. Yes, it was great. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous humor. There's like silly violence throughout it. Um, you know, that was a very, one of the most divided cave episodes of all time. Uh, so, yeah, please. Well, Julie, <laughs> I thought we were going to wind up with like flickers from The Hague. <laughs> Julie, I'm a recovering Jackie Kong fan. So it's hard I... for me to go back. It's like taking an alcoholic into a bar. You don't want to do that. Oh my god, I remember watching that movie and being like, what did I find? I've never wanted to be on the set of any movie more yeah. than that movie and yeah. and like probably um Honestly, that Highway to Hell, I would like to have been on the set for. Cuz that was Dude. Julie, you've brought so many amazing things out of the fucking mist for me. Highway to Hell is right up there. That fucking one about the the shove boat that one, the oh, uh, raw force, raw force, yeah, There have been quite so many that are just absolutely upper echelon movies for yes. me. Raw Bl- force, Blood Diner was not uh, one of them, but like, damn, see, I that, thought it was. But you that know? fuck, well, I mean, I, have, I would raw put, force. I would put Blood Diner right in there with that fucking zombie chicks from Chopper Town thing, which I did not enjoy. Fuck, either. I, I know love you do, that I know movie. you do, but I, I would put those like right in the same pocket. Oh, and honestly, I might slide Andy Lee in there too. I'm just saying. I want to. I want to shut my hand yet, but I might throw it in there. See, I was just thinking as you were okay. guys were talking that if there was a movie I could have been on the set of, it might. I might have wanted to be on the set of Andy Lee's Meat Pies. Holy moly! That many Playboy playmates rolling around. Yes. Next, yeah. Dude, yes. yeah, they were all so hot. The only one that I would steer clear of is that baby chick. Oh that yeah, was, that was fucked up. That was weird. That- and Super. but man, I thought it was yeah. it was. I loved it. Loved I it. thought it was pretty good, man. It was just yeah, that yeah. weirdness is what it needed, and that I want to be so like bad. the thong wrangler on that set. I was so deeply, deeply under the influence for Auntie Lee that I refused to like make any firm statements about it. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I can't claim that I followed that. it. So <laughs> I it's, got lots of notes. Not that I don't know that there was that much to follow, but like, <gasps> and yet still, I failed to follow it. I, okay, I, so and that this is, is not, like another situation. No, 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 no. That's not derision being cast upon Auntie Lee's. I, I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. I laughed. I had a great time watching it. Kind of felt a little sad for Michael Berryman. Wow, that was tragic. Was you guys of, want to start? You guys want to start talking about that one? Is that the one you guys like the least or the most? I'm fine with starting with Motel Hell. Let's just go chronologically. It's fine. Because I, I, I know okay. where I'm going to land I, on the which one I like the most. I thought it was. Okay. I will say one, one thing just really quickly about Motel Hell. I, obviously, it was. A, I, you know, I was a kid. This came out in 1980. Um, yeah. I remember when it came out. I remember the ads. It terrified me. But one thing that was really cool this week, because I, I was a Fangoria subscriber from day one. And I'm now on like their mailing list, so I get all these things. Well, they've just released, um, the, they've just opened up the ability to buy back issues from the first year of Fangoria. Wow. Which apparently started in 1980 oh, also. 
because did, yeah. one okay. of the covers I remember. It was like episode, I remember. I remember that. It was like issue one, four or one five. One of the covers Nine, I remember seven. specifically was him standing there with the pig hat on. Iconic. With that fucking chainsaw. And I remember totally getting that in the mail and being like, Where was that level of violence? What is this? Because <laughs> in the background, behind him with the chainsaw, you see like a table with like a foot and a hand on it. And I just remember going, yeah. I don't. I like. I don't want to see any part of this. This is too it's much wild. for me. So like, it was yeah. not until I bet Mike. Maybe you and I watched it one night, like years yeah. like, later. Might have been the first time I saw that movie. Was it was really? This, might have been. Wait, what, seriously? Was this movie rated PG? R. Like what? It was rated really? R. Yeah, because there was. Because there's, there's like a, one set there's of movies. A, there's a lot of nipplage in it. And no, there's, two, two. There's violence. I mean, they people get sawed up and stuff. It's, yeah, there's. It's oh, it is like it's it's tempered it's like violence. It's not, but it's still. I think it's enough to okay. warrant the R. But it's yeah that that There's cover. also implica- implied sexual infidelity and swingerism, and we can't have that. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So it took me a while to figure out if Vincent and Ida were brother sister or like yeah, I thought they were or husband both wife, or yeah yeah, yeah like first. it was confusing. And, but, and then, because she was kind of jealous of the girl. Well, let, let's just start at the beginning. So the the movie okay. is basically there's a little hotel, and mm-hmm. in this hotel is Farmer Vincent, and it turns out his sister Ida, and Vincent makes smoked meats, and they're the most popular in the land, and they are made from people. We find out, and so mm-hmm. we, we get to see him harvesting people out of the ground but we see him going out late at night shooting a dude with a motorcycle shooting his motorcycle making him wreck and then he abducts the girl and i mean she straight up has like stop yeah what was that that was thunder yeah we had a huge shit right before we started here shit's getting real here at my house y'all um same so moving quick he abducts the girl whose name is Kelly or something? What's her name? Amber. Terry. Is it Terry? Bert. Yeah. So, so Terry totally has Stockholm Syndrome. Totally. And, and she wants to like bang Vincent. Who's like who a could be like her not, grandpa. Not, well, not initially though. To be fair. He's very sweet and fatherly a, to her though. He is. Yeah. He, she's not seeing. And then like. Then there's. She's got a daddy the, uh, thing. So clearly. I just think she's yeah, like a so, prime like cult material because. I don't think yeah. she had Stockholm syndrome like right out of the gate, but she so fell quickly. She quickly. awakens, and they like he brings her back. He goes ahead and buries her dead boyfriend. Then well, at some bury, point, the cop shows up slash plant for harvesting later. Yeah, yeah, but like he tells he the cop that he was like, I buried him because he was dead. And the cop's like, oh, okay, you know, under whatever jurisdiction, and, like, that's this okay. County, Isn't this the county, cop related to them? Wow. The wow. cop is their brother. Right, that's what I thought. They, the cop also, who but looks like he Tim doesn't Balls. know, yeah, he doesn't know that they're, like, cabbage-patching humans Great in a field. Exactly. I like that term. Which was amazing. And the it Cabbage Patch Kids were so weird because, they, like, they, like, kept on growing. So, like, yeah, like, this guy, Bo. And then there was, like, this dude with a suit and a flashlight who shows up. He's and the, then he sees this, inspector. like, zombified Candy head. Candy inspector. Oh, is that what he was? He was okay. His okay. name was Hank Campbell. 
That's right. <laughs> He's from the county extension agency. Right. <laughs> so then, like, then, like, the van full of, like, Ivan and the Terribles or yes. whatever, like, on the van, show, like, Pump start driving through. And was that, like, a bear trap he set up? Or, or who was the bear trap? I can't remember. It was the bear it's trap like, for them. Okay, okay. Blew their tires out. Yeah. That, was, that dude driving had the greatest beard and mustache in history. Oh, man. Wasn't oh, he the vocalist? That was amazing. Maybe. I don't he know. Was but it was just like. <laughs> I know that uh, John Ratzenberger is the drummer because that's how he's yes. credited. That's all I know. Just your basic gun variety drummer. He didn't know me. So this is and like the I'm, weird thing. The weird thing for me is like I really thought this was going to be a slasher, but it's not. Uh, is this the first? It's like honestly, it's not much of anything. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it before. Oh wow! I've like, kind of before we. And now I've seen the cover and like the covers. Yeah. Because there's two that like I've seen floating around on like Instagram, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I just haven't checked it out. Um, yeah. So this was a first watch for me. Um, I've. I don't know. Had you heard of it though? Was it a thing you were like, I, I don't know what this is, or? I made sure not to read anything into it because that I feel like these movies sometimes. I like, meant like sort of beforehand. Like going, was it notorious to you? Like a thing you had heard whispers of? Absolutely. Okay. Like it's just like something I like saw like all the time. Yeah, like yeah. the covers, people yeah. posted it. And, like they wondering. talked about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I well, think like, I know that I should watch it. I just haven't yet. I would think Cavity yeah. Colors or one of those like horror film t-shirt places probably has shitloads of Motel Hell options. I would. That would be oh, a, 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 t- a, a yeah. Motel Hello t-shirt would be awesome. Ooh, yeah, with the O sort of ghosted screen, out. That it was well, beautiful. All that neon font in the oh, in the credits mm-hmm. and stuff. I thought that shit was cool. Well, as yeah, much as I we t- see, stuff. you're talking about how you were aware of this because of the artwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. As much as we talk about sort of the generational gap that we sort of fall into, where you're a '90s kid mm-hmm. and we're '80s kids. You still have the same experience that we have of like walking through the video store, right? Oh, that's absolutely. what. See, that's what, it's different than now when you're just scrolling through what's through, on Shutter right. or what's on Alphabetical. When you walk through that video store and like you see these garish images, and the whole thing is they're meant to be sensational. I've I've watched. There's a there's yeah. a pretty good Italian movie, and I can't remember like what the Italian title is, but it's Island of the Fishmen. Is that what it? Mm. Or Screamers? It got released it's as an Screamers. Amazing movie. Uh-huh. It's a great yeah. movie, but like the reason I rented it initially was because there was a <laughs> crazy cover, and it said on the thing, "You'll see a man turned inside out." <laughs> and it was like I have to watch that, and there's no such thing as that in the movie, right? But that artwork. Yeah. Is the reason you watch it, or it'll say yeah, it's banned I mean, in forty countries, and you go, "Well, yeah, sure. I got to see why." I got to know why. Well, would- there, like I, I said it, and I, I think it's like when you're on a website and you're scrolling, you're scrolling alphabetically or something. It's through some sort of thing, but it's okay, generally okay. alphabetic. But when you see a wall of VHS covers, you are attracted to the shiny, bright, colorful. What the fuck? That's got a tit in it. Holy moly! What's that? And so <laughs> you're bright red. There's some gore. So the covers matter. Sure. They don't matter a fuck now, really. You know, you're reading the description. You're not looking at the cover. But, no, but and like the I will on, on Instagram because I'll be like swiping, and there's so yes. many times yeah. where like I don't even read. Sorry, everyone. Like sometimes I don't read anything, and I'm just like scrolling, scrolling. 
you know, and just like, ooh, that cover fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? And then that's like when you go into, you know, an IMDb like search exactly. or like eBay and like rabbit hole. You, know, you find something that's something else, and like, holy shit! Now there's this that was introduced. And Motel Hell definitely has that. It always did have a sort of super appealing oh, yeah. poster. Um, cover sure. iconic. Look. I I remember seeing it at the video store and being like, "Whoa, that's rad!" Yeah. But like, I was never allowed to rent horror, you know. So like, I would just jump through like the horror section. Well, that's interesting. Check it out. I don't think I. Oh knew that. yeah. Oh okay. So um, up to a point, MJ, I think, right? my mother was like very like strict, yeah. and so she would not let me rent any horror. And like, I would run through the horror section, but like, I would go to the video store with my dad, and yeah. so like, we'd go. In, like, Maryland and Connecticut, we go to the tape stores, and I would, like, look at the walls and just, like, run through, but, like, my dad would just be like, all right, keep it moving, keep it moving, you know, and Julie, you know you're not supposed to be in there. Right. And so that's where I gravitated comedy and action, and action was, like, So those were allowed. That was Um, allowed. Yeah, and, like, even though I would see, like, the most, like, gory, crazy Mm -hmm. shit, and I would rent the same things every weekend, um, you know, like, at least, like, one standard um, but yeah, my, my parents were like, well, this is all right. But right. also like it's my mom would guns. never really watch anything. Yeah. Like she wouldn't watch that kind of stuff. Oh really? You know, like, or, or TV in general. So, okay. or she watched TV shows. Like okay. she like, like 90210 and my so-called life. That is so funny like that, that that's something but, your mom watched because that was such a thing that like the kids <laughs> watched for us. Like I was, I was too old for 90210, Julie. Okay, so my mom would watch that, but that's what, like, kids my age were watching. Mm. And she would, like, try to relate. And I'm like, that's just not the kind of stuff that I want to watch. Right. Like, I would have watched never... the damn mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. What the fuck? Kumate. You know? Kumate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I would watch that or, like, comedies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, I hated dramas. And, yeah, I've uh, never really been super thing. drawn to dramas. At one point, I said, you know what? I'm going to be a movie guy, and I'm going to watch everything nominated for an Oscar. And so I went and saw, like, Chariots of Fire one year, and I was like, All right, maybe I'm not going to be a movie guy, because fuck <laughs> that. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, if you watch dude, a really well-made, well-acted but movie. think about how old I was when that came out. And I, oh, I know. Money and I saw that shit, and I was dude, like, dude, this is, I've done the I same thing. I'm not about this. Well, I think well, I started going to the movie. Like, I would go to the movies on Friday night when I was mm, yep. 10 or 11 or whatever. My dad would just go drop me off at, like, one of the places where there was two screens. Mm-hmm. I would see one of two movies. I didn't know mm-hmm. what was playing. And, of course, if there was something that had rockets or, you know, space stuff or monsters or gore or something like that. I was going to gravitate towards that. Exactly. I would gravitate towards that, but I saw a bunch of weird shit. And then like, I would just go see anything that was even remotely genre related. And that's how I wound up seeing stuff like possession in the theater when I was 13 or something. And that movie just, I would imagine you were alone in that theater. Yeah, I was. Mm -hmm. I saw a bunch where I was alone. So I just looked it up. Chariots of Fire came out the year after Motel Hell. It won the Oscar in 1981. So I was... 15. I I guess so. Yeah, I guess I wasn't old enough to drive. I had my mom drop me off at the theater so I could see Chariots of Fire. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Because I was like, nope, 
I'm gonna watch them all. I'm gonna watch, and I, honestly, I think I've probably watched every Oscar since then because there was a point, like back when Star Wars was up for Oscars and stuff, I watched. I started watching the Oscars then in like '77, so I watched them every year since. Well, it's nuts now because of the stuff that gets nominated. Like, it's and I'm, a, I'm glad like Avatar well, got no. nominated. Well, that's and bullshit. That's not even but like, great. No, but the, God, that is bullshit. But what I'm, I'm talking about is how they're like the <laughs> stuff like everything everywhere all at once is being nominated. So like yes. these weird little out of nowhere really? kind of things are starting to get like good stuff. some acknowledgement. And the fact that a movie is a genre movie, a particular genre, it doesn't it automatically disqualify it from um contention, like mm-hmm. from from acknowledgement by the academy. I feel more hopeful right now after everything everywhere winning than I have in forever because that was such was an a- outlier. Man, that was nuts. Yeah. But it was so good. So, Motel Hell. Sorry, Julie, mm-hmm. that was a wide digression or No, I loved it. Just was, so let's let's let's, let's do have one little short um nerdy uh stat filled conversation about Motel Hell. It was directed by one of our favorites, Kevin Connor, who we love from the uh German submarine versus giant rubber dinosaur movies like the people that time forgot the land that time forgot. Um, what a journey to the earth's core or whatever that, not right. that, that was right, right. different, but anyway, one of those things at the earth's core, at the earth's core. Right. one of those things. Anyway, this dude is a fucking treasure, I think. Um, and, and I believe we looked before we started recording and this will bump him up into the upper echelon of directors in the flickers from the cave. Um, uh, stats. So, very Marty, I love that you have these stats. Well, like, that is so cool. We, at that, some like, point, keep that. we wanted to sort of like keep track of what was happening. So, like, um, mm-hmm. as of now, we have uh, Lucio Fulci holds the top spot. I don't know who's going to unseat yes. him. We have done Woo! nine Lucio Fulci movies. Love that for him. Number two, Good though, job. this is a tighter race. Number two, with six films, Mr. Sirio Santiago. That warms my heart, and I'm trying to bring that up. In third place, the legend, James Glickenhaus, so yeah. with five films. And then it's a bunch of people who have, we've done, that we've done movies by them. We've done four movies from a series of films. And this will bump Mr. William, uh, excuse me. Ooh, sorry, y'all. Kevin. Mr. Kevin Connor <laughs> up to that level, to the four movies category, because we'd only done three of his up to this point. But he will be tied with... Brian Trenchard Smith, Gary Pimpstick Sherman, George the Zombie Romero, Kenji Fukasaku, nice. Michael Winner, and Sean Michael Myers. Nope, I'm kidding. Look, I should stop <laughs> drinking. I apologize. It's Sean Cunningham. Yeah, Sean Cunningham. <laughs> I was kidding about Michael Myers, you know. <laughs> yeah, why are you? Jason would be so mad right now. I, I know, that's why I did it. I'm like, that dude, he's tied up to a post at the bottom of Crystal but Lake. He's right my now. favorite. Oh my God. That motherfucker's dead, y'all. Freddy took care no, of him. He's not. Sent him back to hell. Dude, that was. Freddy versus Jason was really great. Loved it. I super Loved enjoyed it. that movie. Um, I can't wait till we get to films we've watched because I got all kinds of shit to talk about, y'all. Hell yeah. Let's, uh, okay, so, wait, so let's general Yeah, general. Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so Farmer Vincent this. likes to uh, catch people who are traveling through, sink their vehicle in the lake, 
bury their live body in his garden, secret garden, my secret garden, <laughs> which is a movie, which is a book about female sexuality, Julie, just as a tip. My I read secret that when garden. I was a kid. Of course, a lot of women do and should. Um, he buries these bodies who are alive, I guess these people, in his secret garden up to their necks. Then he and his sister Ida slice out their vocal cords so that they can't oh, yeah. scream for help. They put a little poultice so on creepy. there. And then they gurgle and spit and make horrible, goddamn awful sounds. Yeah, yeah. Like they give them weird nutrients, like... You know, in like funnels, like it's Purina people, Chad. Yeah, they fatten them up, Ooh. and then they and they throw potato them sacks on them sometimes. To keep, just yeah, to, to cover, cover their, their heads. heads. Yeah, so when they harvested them, they like pulled them out with a tractor, well, and they, then they put these like crazy ass lights that like psychedelic. Like I was like, did you give them like MDMA or like acid, maybe combo? <laughs> it was like they were yeah, doing like, talk therapy combined with yeah. flashing lights or whatever. But then they they crack their neck with the tractor, and then they pull them nice and slow out of the ground uh-huh. like a carrot, and they take them back to the farm and they slice them and dice them. The contention is though that the right. psychedelic lights sort of put them into like a fugue state so that when they kill them, their body hasn't released like a huge rush of endorphins and adrenaline, which makes the meat taste bad. Where are they going to get the adrenochrome if they do it that way? It's the same thing like that people say, and this is what people say who are deer hunters say that like, if you shoot a deer like with an arrow and it goes like right through their heart or their spinal cord or whatever, and they're like unsuspecting and they just drop that the meat will taste much better than a deer that you shoot and like you stick it and it's bleeding. And then you have to chase it for four miles through the woods because they've released like a huge amount of endorphins and shit into their system. And it changes the texture and the taste of the meat. And there's even been things done with fish where there's like a Japanese technique for killing fish where you pierce the brain with this fine needle. And it's like an immediate, it stops everything. Mm -hmm. And like, Fish that are killed that way, as opposed to like fish that are caught and just thrown into like a freezer on the in the bottom of the boat and allowed to just freeze and flop and while they're until they just freeze, the fish actually stays fresh longer if you kill it with the needle. Like if you put a fillet of fish that was killed with this special method on a plate and put it in the refrigerator, and then on another plate you put a piece of fish that's filleted from a fish that was killed in the less humane sort of mm-hmm. what technical way, and you put that in there. Like, that so one like one like, Richard Harris caught and one right. Else. If you put a Richard Harris fish in, it will die. It'll be bad in two days. And like if you get like a Kenji Fukasaka fish in there. <laughs> That thing will last for for like a week. But like enough for the average person to like really taste the difference. Like, I think it's a matter of you have to to be an aficionado. Yeah, you got to be a farmer Vincent. Uh, You got to be a farmer Vincent uh, type. A aficionado. Come on, y'all. A fish. (laughs) Um, So what you're saying is Temple Grandin designed that shit for them to like ease their passage into the netherworld. All right. right. She was a consultant (laughs) on Motel Hell. I'm glad we're getting it straight. So they harvest these people, they bring them into the barn, they slice them open, they gut them, they smoke Mm -hmm. them, they slice them, they serve them. Let's talk talk a little bit. We need to talk about the people that come to the hotel because some of that shit's great. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, exactly. Because we talked about the van of Ivan Ivan and the the Terribles. 
Okay, so, but then... There's also horny and the hornies. (laughs) Yeah, we have the bondage couple, like, who... There was, like, Catwoman with, like, the whip. Yes. And then there was um, the dude that had the umbrella skirt um, that was see-through. That was so funny. That was hysterical, and I loved every second of that. And, like, also, like, I really wish that there was, like, a little bit more of a slasher and that you would like see more of that where people spent the night at the hotel because they yeah. were technically the only yeah. people that spent the night, right? It would have been Because it was like too- accidental. They forgot to put the no vacancy see, on. that's why I mentioned the eating roll thing earlier because that's the idea with eating roll is they advertise for swingers and then when the yeah. swingers come over, they kill them. And it was Dude. like this this thing. So like if they had advertised their hotel as a swinger hotel and people were showing up without telling anybody they're going to that place... They could have killed them without like having to do a lot of bullshit like they were doing with like blowing out tires. So yeah, if yeah, that because, had been the story, like, that I think that would have been better. It would have been more interesting. But like I love that like these two showed up and then they checked out like this. Yeah, because it was called like Vincent's and, Motel or something was what they were looking for, and they saw the signs for Farmer Vincent's Vittles or whatever. Yeah, and they were like, this is a swinger hotel, it. and, like, who wouldn't want to have sex with pigtails and, like, this weird cowboy dude? Like, Yeah, because, you know, uh, Co- what is uh, Miss Miss Ballbricker from Porky's is yeah. nothing if she's not super hot. <laughs> See, I was shocked. Was. When, you, when Marty and I talked about this like, a few days ago, I was shocked that he did not know who Elaine Joyce was. I thought Elaine Joyce oh, was, yeah. like, a Which one was known, that? the... Catwoman, basically. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, totally. She was definitely familiar was... when I saw her, but I didn't know her name. I I knew her, like, just from, like, movies. It's, like, I was I like, mean, oh, yeah, When that I chick. saw her, I was like, oh, that chick. But I didn't know her name. See, I, that's that's part of what's wrong with me, I think. Is that you do know that's her name. Is that I have that I mean, archive of nonsense. I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you. Yeah, but I, she I, was... I know a lot of weird-ass motherfuckers' names. I did not know her name. Mm. So... And honestly, like, I'm not going to remember it after tonight. It's like my my That's my uh, weird. Uh, never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they do own this little hotel, and that's hence the title of the film, Motel Hell. The hotel is actually called the Motel Hello, but that O is on the Fritz, the O in Hello, so it actually becomes the Motel Hell. So it's sort of terrible. One of the greatest title scenes it's really of all cool. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Loved that. So yeah, they do have a few people come to visit. The very opening of the film, we have a uh, elderly couple with two young twin daughters, which was very interesting. And the daughters <laughs> make it into the like mutilation room where they chop up all the meat. <laughs> And the kitchen? Terrified. Is that what you're saying? Oh, the kitchen? It was terrible. And um, and then Farmer Vincent like, scares the fuck out of them and sends them think, away in a fucking yes. terror. So he puts on his weirdo pig head no, in the beginning the and the, the end of the sister does that. Oh, she Farmer does scares that. Sorry, the girls. Sorry. And then you're Farmer right, Vincent's going to like... He's going to calm them down, so he just, like, looks at them through the window and goes, "Ah!" He screams at them. Yeah, no, it freaks them right the fuck out. And they put a big bumper sticker on the front of their family truckster that says, like, come eat some Farmer Vincent meat. That's fucking funny. I don't know. Nobody beats our meat. Dude, if you... 
cry at children, like like make a thing like that, they'll stop. So we see, they do every time. We see those tenants at the <laughs> hotel. We see the swinger party people at the hotel. Are there uh-huh. others that we oh. see? Well, okay, uh, yeah, so then uh, there's like road people. So well, there's two prostitutes. Like, oh, that's oh, but they don't no, make it to no, the hotel. No, those are those are not prostitutes. Those oh, are like yes. ski those, school chicks. No, they were like, prostitutes. They're like ski, they were they? talking about how much money they made at the such and such convention. That was a great no, it, weekend. It was we a made, ski weekend. Oh. They were up at the lodge, fucking all of the rich dudes that went skiing. That's funny. I just called them ski chicks. I didn't pick up on no, that. No, they were definitely hookers. They were definitely hookers because they made a lot of money. And then she was like, here, okay, before you go, okay. take the gun. Because they had a fucking loaded, like, thirty eight in the gun box. Okay, but also that was my favorite kind of um, distraction from the road to, like, pull someone off the road. Was they, Vincent put fake cows that looked ridiculously <laughs> so fake like in the middle of the road and then the one chick like went out and i was like oh my god what's this you know like yeah. <laughs> it was great it, it was, was fucking so hysterical funny. and then he chased I retrospect. That. in retrospect you could have had him get out and like say oh my god this is near a chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> like these fake black and white cows. <laughs> this is happening. They're like sparkly almost. So, but okay, let's talk so, about the sheriff, Sheriff ooh, Bruce, who is their Paul brother. Link. Okay, so this also ties to another kill, which I really like. But like, he was the brother of Vincent right. and, Ida, and Ida, correct? Right, and he's the sheriff okay. in the town. Who and he has no clue that all of these killings are going on. Exactly for that some they're reason. making jerky out of humans, out of people. And but, he's basically a rapist. So the Terry chick, who <laughs> is the is Stockholm that. Syndrome chick, right. that like they pull Who's in and they're like, "We're giving you hot. a good home." Yes. Oh yeah, she's so attractive. She's and like stunning. they like Vincent brings her in, and she's like bruised and bloody. And they they're like, "Bring her in Grandma's room," and they throw her on this clean twin bed, mm-hmm. and then she's all bloody. And then they, like, you know, like, take care of her for a couple days. Her bruises slowly go away. Mm -hmm. And then the sheriff, like, the brother, like, is, like, kind of, like, hitting on her. Takes her on a date. To the drive-in, quote-unquote. Yeah, assaults her. Yes. But the crazy thing is, and I, okay, so I did really like this part. Because he's, like, assaulting her. And she's, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, like, you know, saying Mm -hmm. no. But all of a sudden, on the CB radio... There's this other chick screaming. Who is the two like, prostitutes we were talking about a minute ago? Yeah, no, no, no. It it's was the, the other chick, the blonde chick. So I it thought was, it was the surviving there was another person. Girl. No, no, there was another person. So it was like this other chick, and then because that uh, Vincent ran her car into the uh, lake. I believe that's the same. No, there was there was, uh, was two chicks in is, one car, right. and they, they and then did the like one the one chick gets out at the cows, and then the other one drives off and gets pushed into the lake, and that's the one that's calling for help because her friend oh, gets I didn't, captured. Okay, maybe that's correct, but she right. was like by herself and then but, like escaping. Maybe regardless, we do I'm have sorry. the date scene, which I would like to talk about. So he does, <laughs> okay. he does accost her. She says yeah. she slaps the fuck out of him and says, "Keep your fucking away from me." And he and he goes, Love "Oh, that. that's yes. a fucking green light. Let's do this." And then he fucking yeah. jumps her shit. Um, and I well, said, "Boo!" But then, like that, yeah, absolutely. And then that stops. And then, like 
But that's a crazy thing is at the end of the night, she's like, I had a great time. Thank you. She has made it clear to him where where she stands, but she's trying to be polite. But that motherfucker is now in love. He is obsessive weird boyfriend He likes her even more. Right. But then later... Later, he goes into, like, a bath scene, like, where then she's saying, like, I'm going to marry, and she's, like, in the tub, and she's, like, I'm marrying Vincent, and he's, like, in, Vincent's old as fuck, like, why do you want to, like, marry Vincent? He must have you hypnotized, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he's you like so offended. He's a little shriveled up. He's never going to set up so the scanners weird. I'm like, tell him to get out. TSA. She never exactly. told him to get out. But like she is a final girl. And she is a final girl. So, fucking spoiler, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. But like, you know. Uh, okay. So that. I got club music going on behind me. I can't hear it. I can't even. I got oh, thunder. God, I you got club. Like, like, I'm drunk. Who cares? I got thunder. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm Light sure we're gonna hear this on recording. Well, Zoom um, is hiding it for us. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but like, that's the wild part is that so the last twenty minutes of this movie mm-hmm. are really amazing because Cabbage Patch Kids like fucking escape. They get out that's of the ground. That's my favorite part. They, they go really up cool. and like. Ida's not scared at all. Like, no. Pigtails, like, she's just like, whatever. And she starts, she's like, attacking back, like, eight worry. people, you know? And she's like, no fears. But I then they overtake balls. her. And then <laughs> Blondie is on a conveyor belt going towards, like, <laughs> this, like, saw. weird, yeah. yeah, like, bandsaw. And then and, uh, and there's the a chainsaw and fight. A chainsaw duel, yes. Chainsaw off. And, like, there's a couple times where I was like, damn. You guys hit each other with a chainsaw and, like, you are not getting cut. What did John Wick's tailor, like, make your clothing, but it's not as dapper? Like, what is going yeah, on right yeah, your now? Your overalls must have been made by John Wick's ta- tailor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then they do Kevlon. get nicked. They do get cut. They do get bleeding. At the end, they do. And, like, that is super cool. It's no I Texas Chainsaw it. Massacre, too, though, which has some no. of the best chainsaw dueling I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean some Dennis Hopper action is good. Maybe Hopper. only yeah, yeah. bested by Mandy. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. I think Mandy might have better things all dueling. I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel like an asshole, but like I've fallen asleep through that movie three times now. Well, I've only I'm watched sorry. it the one time and I was so high I only remember like little bursts <laughs> of it. So Okay, kind of like this next little film. Yeah, why, don't, yeah, why don't we take that as our uh, reason to move yeah. on to our next little film, Julie? What's our do next have, film? Do we have anything else, or like have we gotten Let's, all the we'll probably, out of the way? We'll probably pull some more uh, Motel Hell into our discussion of our next film, Julie. Well, which there's it, definitely overlap. Which, Auntie Lee's Meat Pies from 1992. What is up, my friends? <laughs> You're very sweet, Mr. Pasquale. Um, I always look forward to your return, Fawn. I know. I've seen you watching. Uh, Let me help you with those, eh? Why, thank you, Mr. Pasquale. She's my pleasure. Fawn, how nice to see your meat pies. Your meat pies have certainly caught on with our customers. They're in constant demand. It's our secret blend of herbs and spices. 
Yeah, you know, if I, if only I had the franchise for penance. Now, Mr. Pasquale, you know we'd love to, but with our overhead, we need as many outlets as possible. Amarite, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> I'll see you next week for a Wednesday. With bells on. If you ask me, tassels would be more appropriate. Mrs. Mm -hmm. Pasquale. Bye-bye. Hussy. So, Julie, this was interesting. We saw the listing on IMDb, and we were like, Jesus Christ, Karen Black and all these other great people. Yeah, we had How just watched. How have we not some, seen this? We had just watched Karen Black Mirror, and some Mirror. other things. Yeah, and we were like, we love her. She's amazing. So we were like, we got to do this movie. Oh, and we were pa like, Pat whoa, Marita, Mr. Come on, Mr. Miyagi is exactly. in this movie. Pat like, Marita, Michael on. Berryman. I mean, Pat Damn. Paulson, Hunt Hall, all these people. Uh, I mean, like Stephen Quatro, the fucking fight yes. professor. Come on, uh huh, uh huh. Mr. Shockham Dead himself. Nobody gets decapitated as hard as Stephen Quatro. God, so funny. that was my favorite part of the movie, and so, the decapitation was terrible but yeah. the head it was, was great yeah it was when you beautiful. saw the severed head it was so good but and like it the went down a shoe was terrible it was <laughs> so bad it was, so it was such a mixed bag um, i loved it i loved that like you know she lured steven quadros into like the car then into her home and then they're like smooching and hanging out and there's this weird skin painting on the wall and yeah. then, oh, yeah. like, she's like, ooh, I brought you this, like, bottle of wine, and why don't you go get glasses for us? And they're in the pantry. And then she, like, bends over, and you see her, like, almost butthole, like, through these, like, short shorts. And and then... Oh, I didn't notice like, that. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, right you know, that was awesome. She did a hair flip, and you're like, damn. And then he goes in there, like, quickly, is, like, looking for glasses, gets decapitated because she, like sexily goes on the wall like and then like presses a button or switch right. and decapitates him and then he That's goes his head goes do. down a chute like it, it was cool so yeah they, so they have a whole other thing sort of worked out but let's let's talk about the 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 main weird um sort of um thing that we the discovered main weird we thing <laughs> well i would say between <laughs> these two films so i watched oh. i watched motel hell the first okay. night, and then the second night, I start watching this, and it immediately it shows the house where Auntie Lee is making her oh, meat pies, yes. and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, I think that's the same fucking place. Uh huh. And so I look it up on IMDb, and it was filmed in the same same location. Place. So Which, what a weird coincidence! I loved that we randomly picked these two movies that were filmed because in we were the just same talking about them, place. and then all three of us noticed separately. That they were like, we didn't. We had well, to look it up afterwards because we were like, "What the fuck confirm. is this real?" Just you know, to confirm. To confirm. But it was not a question. I was like, "That's the same fucking." Place. But we show up and we're like, "Yep, yep, same. We all did the same." It wasn't like Mike told me, "Hey, it was watch awesome out when you're watching it because it's filmed in the same place." I love it. Makes that. me wonder what is it about this this hotel, or this ranch? Is Sable Ranch? What is it like? There, people are going. Well, we're making a movie about cannibalism. Here's what I call the Sable Ranch. Vibes. 
Here's yeah. what I guess. Somebody knew about this ranch, and they said, oh, yeah, I know the guys that own that place. You know, they filmed Motel Hell up there, and they said, you know, I always liked that movie. I thought that was a pretty good movie. You know, we could make a ripoff of that. And they said, oh, yes. really? You know what? That's I mean, good. It's, yeah, I mean, it's 12 so years later, and, like, we're going to make it more of right. a porno, but, like, more of you a know, porno. Yes. damn, a like, every girl was so hot. It's like, there's playmates. five of them. All, all play, five play, of them. Yep, yep. If you look at their filmography, it's all like Playboys, Girls of Lingerie, and, Playboys. And Karen and Black is the ringleader, the she is aunt. Auntie Lee. Yeah. yeah. And and she Titular. wears these like okay, so also one thing that I really noticed about Karen Black was that in the beginning of the movie, she's wearing these like pink no 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 purple motifs. And mm-hmm. there's like, you know, like purple prairie, like, Very you know, prairie. really like, you know, puffy sleeves. Yes. Very and Laura Ingalls Wilder. Yes, yes, yes. With like this heart shaped mm-hmm. white apron. And I'm then looking she at like a picture slowly... right now, as a matter of fact, while you're okay. describing it. It's <laughs> okay. dead on. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then she slowly goes into like all purple prairie like look. Mm-hmm. And then she like slowly goes into when she starts killing or no, 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 because she never kills. But like when the girls start, things start happening and she's doing the, like, uh, baking the meat, um, mm-hmm. and she's in green and then into black. Like, so like throughout, like her outfits get more dark and it's interesting to me. Were, were the girls, her the... daughters are like no. adopted daughters. So or to like... me, it was like a brothel of like okay. really hot chicks that so like like employees, maybe yes. like ser- yeah. servers or something. It was to me, I thought they... of it as like a Fagan thing in Oliver Twist. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just so sort of the, the orchestrator of, of this. So tenants. it's like moving in, finding people that are open to this sort of control, right? No, but they catching were like, like like way for way way wayward girls, sort of. Okay, hold up, and like, giving them a home. This is called the town of penance. These chicks are right, way Julie. too yeah, fucking hot to be in this yeah, town. They, then at the they end, they're like anywhere. like praying to Lucifer. Like there's oh, some wow, like yes. some kind of like highway to hell shit going on here. Definitely, like is. you know, like so like they're they're like praying to like you know the devil and. Karen Black is like super weird. I I loved it. Like I loved every second of this movie. When How she wild. started doing the blessing, and it was like, "Oh, Dark oh. Lord of." Oh, that, yeah, I thought that was oh, everything yeah, she yes. did. Was oh, Lord Je- oh, Lord Satan, Lord yeah, host right. of the hoary netherworld. That's right. I got my family yeah. here in this bag. Oh. What about Pat Morita's Southern accent? I thought that why was- okay. He is a oh, he, he fought for Japan. In World War Two, oh, he had oh. Emperor, yes, and he had Emperor Hirohito on the office of his wall of his Is office. That who that was? Wait, I knew it was, it was some famous and Japanese person. He and he had a lives sport. in California, yeah. and he has a Southern accent. So I, it was just so he, all over the place. He had this crazy ass Southern accent. Then, like that blondie detective dick dude, like oh. was smoking a cigarette, and then like. Like, it was trying to hand Mr. Miyagi, like, a paper, like, his information, and he, like, did it with a sword. Yes. And then then he was like, whoa, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. were you in the Marines? And he was like, no, I'm from Hir- Hiroshima. Like, I fought on the other side. I was side. on the other side. <laughs> like, yeah. it was so awesome. Like, that guy was silent. Yeah, because he was just poking at him with that samurai sword. That, and, that, and he yeah. Tried, yeah, when he tried to give him his business card, he was like... Yeah. 
Yeah, and Mr. Miyagi had a cigarette in his fucking mouth the entire movie, even while he was eating. While he I was have, eating all of those meat pies the whole time, just smoking, guy. eating. It was I have never was seen an guy. actor though, smoke more awkwardly since John Travolta in Broken Arrow. <laughs> oh, it was wow. like they handed him a wow. cigarette and just told him to smoke and like John Travolta. Oh, I just, just no, had no idea what to do. With John will. Yes, is that his he, character's name? What? No, that he John Woo directed it. John Woo, yes, okay. I yeah, thought, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Broken Arrow. Christian yeah. Slater's in that. What's up? That's true. But yeah, it was so that. awkward and just strange. Yeah. We we do get to see the uh, a presidential candidate, Pat Paulson. Pat Paulson is in it as a preacher. He um, who at the very beginning, the of guy the movie, who's holding the hustlers. No, the no, guy, that's Wolfman the, Jack and Motel. Oh, okay, okay. So there's that much overlap in these wait. two movies. At the beginning of the film, the there's a serial killer. You're right. Who has escaped from prison and he's murdered or uh, something? He's murdered some people in a car. The car breaks down. He gets out. He hitchhikes. Gets in the car with a preacher played by Pat Paulson. Pulls a gun on him. Causes okay. a car wreck, kills him, then he gets this other thing, and then they come and take his body and turn it into, like, meat pies. Wait, wait, hold on. It was a whole so thing. So, that, that's a thing that, like, I would like to, un- to like, talk about a little Let's bit. Do. Which Let's do. It's kind of weird. It. Like, I feel like, um, all right, that's where we learn that this movie is kind of in, like, a different direction than I mm-hmm. thought it was going to go. Maybe which this is movie interesting. was made by a porno director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, this is, like, the porno of cannibals. Yes. Um, This guy would have normally inserted hardcore sex in that moment. But what he did instead was go, well, I don't know. Let's do some dialogue. No, he was (laughs) like, let's do some entrapment rape. Which, like, I'm I'm just going to say it. Like, I'm going to say it. Like, and I'm not ashamed. So, like, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, he kills the priest Right. Then this like smoking hot chick with like a pink smoking and purple hot. cutout like motif. So I mean, it has the hot. nylons like on. You see Stocking, like this like beautiful like yeah like beautiful like dress like Boy, looks panties. like a ten right. So she's out there. I think there. she's a twelve, but yeah, yeah, yes. And so you know she has her convertible. She picks him up, and then like he's like starting to rape her, and it's like a terrible perspective, and you're just terrible. like, oh, this is horrible. And then all of a sudden, as a viewer, you feel kind of bad because you're watching this and you're like, wait, does she like this? Is she enjoying this? And then you're like, oh, fuck, like she really does kind of like this. And then like it's like after and then she effortlessly headstabs him and then walks to the car and gets her body bag and chucks him right. in the back of the car. And you're like, OK, that's what's going on here. Oh, that's and then every girl throughout there, in. you're like. All of the chicks, whoa, they're luring the dudes in. And then you see them like on the highway with like, um, uh, with, uh, binoculars and they're mm-hmm. like checking out like, they're hunting. and then they're like, bird they're watch, going, no, bird no. watch. If no, it's no, like somebody from a state from they don't California. like. California. No thanks. These well, guys are too, from too Utah. They're, home. they're Mormons. Auntie Lee would kill us yes. if we picked up Mormons. Yes. Like, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I, so I, I loved it. So they like Lord finally, um, a rock band, the, much like the, Ivan and the Terribles. Yes. Yeah. But like those guys were cooler. Like they were like the Ramones, like meets like, 
it was I very guess. much that sort of like lost boys, boys kind of, 90s idea like, of a punk band wanted to be it was like God, a metal band hair metal so they were they were so fucking cheesy and that one dude so who was like the cheesy. lead that was like saying the stupidest shit like I like he was like flicker on the road to oblivion and then yes. he's like it's full of symbolism here and that's their binoculars and then all of a sudden they shoot out like the two tires so like they can't just like all of a sudden fix one flat right and so they bring them back and all of a sudden like you blow a tire you blow two tires and the hottest chicks ever like are like my house is right here and they like you walk come up over? Yeah, so they, like, walk up, and Auntie Lee, Karen Black, is, like, in there, and she's just, like, I'll talk to the whatever, you know? It was hilarious, and they're just all, like, with their, like, prospective females, and they, like, kill them in different ways. But it was all, like, porno setup. That's porno setup. Like, what would have happened in this this normal film is those four girls would have fucked those four dudes. Maybe Maybe the farmer's daughter. Yeah. Every single one. It All right, Dad. They chop him up. The dude, so, the second guy in the band. I think I would say he's sort of second in command, for lack yeah. of a better thing. His name's Grant Kramer. I reckon he was immediately. I recognized him as the lead from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh wow, really? Yes, and he's also in the movie Hard Bodies, where the three skeevy old guys go and try, hire this young guy to teach him how to pick up chicks at the beach. Oh, he's yeah, like the young guy movie. in that the movie. Grant K- Kramer guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, the yeah. Court McCown guy also was familiar. He's the one that's doing all the like. Oh, I can feel the he vibrations. Oh my god! Okay, wait. So let's the, talk about how these guys died because oh, like, so there were some really cool. So all of a sudden, you're gonna have this to remind almost. Me. Okay, this almost went into strip to kill number two. Just weird. Like, you know, like trippy moments where like the shutters close in the house and it's this like awkward adobe house in certain sets. But then like. But it's like it's a fucking NORAD installation where like they flip a button and all of a sudden these nuclear blast shields come down. I was like, is this a James Bond villain hideout? Yeah. Auntie Lee does not like people from the outside getting in here. Yeah. And so, but they very, very clearly said like, you know, we want it so no one can get in. Mm-hmm. And they're like, or out, dun, dun, dun. dun and like, none dun, of the guys like dun. notice, you know, but like, that's like after two, they bring like the weird stroller chick to dinner baby. and like, they call her baby. Yeah. Oh, and so like, that was so just like odd. And yeah. like, I felt like I was on drugs. Like, and the one dude is did. laughing really yeah. awkwardly. I thought him. about yeah. spider baby. Yeah. But that would have been me. That would have been me. I would have been like, oh, this is a joke, right? Like, this is so awkward. But, like, that's also the stoner. Like, that is the one that's, like, laughing. So, you know, go so figure. It would have been you, Julie. Let's yeah, be. yeah. But, uh, so, Baby, they bring, like, Blondie into Baby's room. And, like, Baby's room is fucked up. Like, it's, like, all of these, like, baby dolls that are, like, yes. coming through fences and black Oh, yeah, lights. that was really wild, I thought. And he thinks he's going to have, like, a fucking threesome. So, so Baby murders this dude by, like, chomping on his neck, right? Yeah. Like, and they, like, Vampire tie him stuff. up. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, like, a true lost boy. So, and then, so we have a neck bite as one kill. All right, let's okay, talk about bite. some of the art direction. Well, let's let's do scenes. one quick. Let's just throw Stephen Quadros a bone because he is a hitchhiker. No, he's a hitchhiker. hitchhiker. She picks him up. Yeah. 
and he's a vegetarian. He doesn't eat meat. And she's like, oh, I'm sure Auntie, Auntie Lee can do some stuff for you. And she takes him back to the place, puts him in the cupboard, chops his head off. I mean, she lures the him so there with, with, he, yeah, she lures him there with like, pussy. Yeah, I, like, so you I know, like, just, and wine. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And it, honestly, right? Mike mm-hmm. made a reference, but I, I do believe he was actually one of the better actors in the thing. I thought he actually uh, appointed himself well. Stephen Quadros is like kind of my MVP in this movie. I would say he was yeah. a standout <laughs> actor in this, Agreed. which I never thought I would ever say about Stephen Quadros, but he was better than most in this film. Well, I'm better than the hills have eyes. Okay, I, I mean, you so love Pat Marina, but he it, it was just so over the top. Let's let's get to that because let's let's get to that because uh, I want to right. talk about uh, Roll on, him later. Wheeler. Yeah, lead on. Um. St- the Stonehenge kill? Because, like, the other chick took the boy <laughs> into her room, and all of a sudden she, like, took off her... Okay. Yeah. She what took off the her fuck ho- is up with that? Because <laughs> they had the one Dude. level where it was, like, snakeheads with smoke was, coming out. It was wait, Pulse wait, that's Doom's the third temple. chick. But so it was second- like, what was that trippy bullshit? I was, that's so- what I was talking about. I was high as fuck, and I was watching, and I was going... Wait, what oh, the fuck is this fucking yeah. neon so blacklight bullshit? That's okay. Well, there's babies like uh, cage match baby doll thing, and, and then there's like, the 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 Stonehenge room with black lights, and then they and just then redressed it for the snake room. And then there's the, the snake Thulsa room was Doom. very different because the, the snake Thulsa room Doom had smoke, Conan, but it was clearly the same molds. room. But I mean, they, they had just redressed it for the. Well, I mean, it none of those they built, they built sets up. were well. None yeah. of those sets were rooms. They were just they were just sets. Yeah. Soundstage, and they just put with some black shit lights and but fucking dry like, ice. A ton of it's fog. like they started with like Stonehenge, then they built up to like weird ass like Python or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. Then was they like went into baby because that was the most elaborate. That was fucking wild. They like, were called uh, druids. But then the other chick went into the basement with her guy and the guy that laughed, the stoner guy. Because at some yes. point, he was like, do you want some doobage? And she was like, Psh. Auntie Lee taught us to just say no to drugs. And I was like, okay. And then she meat hooked him. Meat hooked. Oh, right, right in the eye, right? No, in the chin. In the the chin. chin, okay. Lifted him up off the ground. It just giggled. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, there was some like giggling during these kills there was an the eye hook, gouge and stonehenge the hook was not an appropriate meat hook hook it was more of a cargo i don't hook. know but me, it, i same. didn't care i was like that's fine <laughs> i was just glad they got out of that is, i guess i guess so <laughs> can you make it through tsa your meat might be fun <laughs> you might need a cargo hook if your meat gets flagged by the tsa you might have a big dick oh my god Wait, so then, like, the whole movie, there's this detective dick, this blondie. And Who's, he's like, like, eight years old. Who is yeah, the worst. He's the worst. He's like and he's trying detective. to find out what's going on. And then he gets, like, murdered but in this glorious way. He, he is sent there because of someone who went missing. It was Stephen Quadros. It is that Stephen Quadros because it was so the blonde chick. His dad, Quadros's father, hires this guy, who's mm-hmm. his dad is rich and is looking for him, and he's last seen here in this town, whatever. Yeah. So he's investigating the disappearance of Stephen Quadros, and he is eight years old. Oh yeah, and <laughs> then right. he finally gets to Auntie Lee's meat pie house, and 
all of these women jump in the pool and he thinks that like four wow. women are going to bang him. Fuck. He thinks it's, it's going to be the night of his life. Yeah. I mean, there's one chick that jumps in the pool and her like bathing her suit completely come comes out. off. Yeah. yeah like chi- it's yeah, amazing. Girl, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then there's like the, like, you know, all of them, they're all around. And then he gets fucking murdered in the pool while Karen Black has some smoke coming out and is doing some like crazy like Lucifer shit and and talking like wildly loved that moment and this is why then like Pat shows up Mr. Miyagi's like some point like the next day after they have like all of these killings and well you remember why he comes out there because oh, he yeah. finds the bones in Berryman's The trunk. hills have I, dude, who is like, yeah. mm. like I don't know if like I felt like, it. yeah, like that he's was a really sad the, character. Well, he's covering for the girls, so he's covering for them. He has but all these body like parts in his car. Incompetent. So. Yeah, he's not mentally there, and we can't there's hold like his sad parts exactly. throughout. He's incompetent. The entire movie, you're like, feel bad for him. And then Mr. Miyagi brings him back and is just like, still has a cigarette hanging out of his hand, his mouth. And and shows up and is like, to Karen Black, I know this is your brother. And, you know, like, I want to tell you before, like, all of a sudden, oh, meat right. pies are tainted he's throughout. What he's done. Yeah, yeah. And like, this dude killed a whole bunch of people. He's admitted to it. And they're sitting down. They're sitting down at the table. And, like, the blonde chick is like, oh, my God. Like, I can't get something out of the garbage disposal. I need some strong hands. And Mr. Miyagi's like, no worries. I'll help you. Like, and just turns his back to everyone and does that. And then he gets his hand ground. Is and that then right? Because I don't remember this at all. Yes. Yeah. And yes. then Karen Black shoots him that. in the head. He gets There's a headshot. And the movie ends. It's like the end. And then There's all an of a sudden. shot when she nope. shoots him in the head. You see the bullet like coming down the barrel of the gun it's from inside beautiful. the barrel. Are you kidding me? How did no, I miss that? You Very need to cool. rewatch that part because that. it okay. rules. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. And the like next. I was the next couple minutes are awesome too, or like it's less than that, but like it, the last couple minutes are amazing because you have the headshot and then all of a sudden it's like the end, but it perks back up and it says like, or it like goes through, you see the backyard, you see a bloody hand coming out of like the basement cellar door and then it goes into the backyard. All of a sudden you see all of the vehicles of all of like, the vehicles of everyone that like all of like the slutty chicks have like lured right. back and murdered and like there's your evidence just like a serial killer wow burying people in i'm gonna backyard. need to rewatch the last few minutes of this just so Dude, i understand it the last 20 minutes of like the motel hell fucking rules and the last like 10 minutes of this movie is really good. But I, I think this movie is amazing. I, I was, love every single second of Auntie Lee's meat pies. I was texting Mike during it, and I was saying stuff like, I said, dude, this fucking movie. And then I said, <laughs> I said it feels like it's eight hours long. And he said, too, too, too long between boobs, that's for sure. How about Stephen Quadras? <laughs> and I said, he was actually not that bad. I said, everybody is bad, but in that sort of scenario he was right in line with him 
Um, <laughs> but I said, I totally couldn't follow any of it. Going to be up to you guys to tell me what happened. So. <laughs> I love that you got too high to comprehend this movie. Yeah. Because that, all right, so I watched this movie for one of our Wednesday night horror movie nights. Oh, okay. And, and so I was like, Ethan, we got to watch this movie. It's like the only time that I can this week. Like, it's my pick. Like, we're going to watch, you know, this week. What did he think of it? I mean, it's just kind of like pretty much every movie that I introduce. Like, yeah. he's just like, I'm glad that I watched this, but also like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I can't believe this exists. Honestly. Yeah, this is so amazing. Like, I love every second of it. I Auntie Lee. Uh, and yeah, I, Auntie Lee is. So like right now, like guys, I, I bought these after we started talking about them. I do and love that anti-leaks cover. I'm not going to kid This you. cover is incredible. <sighs> I love that font. Chicks well, are amazing. And, the chicks and then Jesus. also highlight is on the back cover, Joe Bob Briggs says, one of the greatest red meat classics in the movie history. And you're not fucking wrong, Joe Bob. Oh, that's cool. They have a little picture of it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. This I movie's think awesome. Both, I think... It, to me, it's like uh, Motel Hill is so much a product of its time. Ooh, it actually says on the back cover in the tradition of eating Raul and parents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. parents. Wow, that's way later. Well, no, I think parents right? was 90. 88 or 90. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's it's still one like, of them. There's still and 10 years. So, I mean, well, that's me, clearly a more No, Meepa's 91. Oh, I thought you were talking about... Um, or 92, sorry. Sorry, I thought we were talking about the other one, the um, Hotel Hill. Mateo Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mateo Hill, which is uh, also known as the Barbie movie, Mateo Hill. <laughs> wow, yeah, well, tasty these were bananas. Sugar and spice. I, and I still can't get over ice. the fucking same uh, location. It just That's blows. so yeah. cool that it is the same location. So that was wild. Like, that was a really cool coinkadink. Like, beautiful combination. I think that's, like, my favorite tie so far. Well, there's so many, though. There's the location. Both of them start off with somebody being shot off the road and being turned into food. There's a band that turns up in both movies, like a punk band and then a metal band kind of in the... None of that was an accident. I think they were just literally looking at It's like they had to to use it as a template. Yeah. I think it was like this was successful. Let's do one of those. So, but make but, it sexier. Well, they definitely put their own spin on it. They well, did they, because, like, there wasn't as many sexy females in Motel Hell. No. Like, Ida was more of like a John Waters character. Yes. Yeah. I, that's yes. the good. Po- yeah. Good way to look at that. She's <laughs> definitely a chicken lady level person. Yeah. Um, Eggman. Where's the Eggman? So Julie, that was that was really an uh, astounding double up. I uh, will admit to having only uh, uh, absorbed <laughs> passing uh, recollection, <laughs> absorbed a portion of Auntie Lee's meat pies. But I, after hearing your description of Pat Morita's demise, I'm definitely gonna at least go back and watch the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, you, know, you maybe watch I'll this skip, movie. I'll come I'll over. Sk- yeah, I'll bring this VHS tape. We will watch it. Or you can well, come over here. We'll watch it. I have to pull come my on. PCR out. Um, I might rewind it back to the part where she's gassing up that Mustang because that was pretty sexy. But, um, yeah. Yes. We'll so uh, thanks for these. This was very interesting. And um, why don't we? I want to. 
I was going to say, I want to watch that scene where she's gassing up the Mustang. I want to watch that on your Oculus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like where it's just. <laughs> Honestly, I could. The- I could do that. That might be how I watch the last 15 minutes is on my Oculus tonight. Because I could. That'd be pretty easy. You can bring you up Toby on your, on your uh, Oculus? Yeah. I could just go to a browser and go to Tubi. Oh, that's watch so magical. Um, wow. So uh, why don't we take a little moment here and let's uh, recount our uh, films we've watched since the last time we recorded. So Julie, you want to, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll kick this off. Um, okay. So we were just talking about Mr. Miyagi and it's funny because that's how, you know, however long ago mm-hmm. I started up. My first movie was the next karate kid, which I've never seen it. I haven't Hilary either. Swank is like the girl in That's this movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I remember watching this movie. It used to be on one of the channels all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like HBO, one of like the newer things. And and I loved it. It's heartwarming. Mr. Miyagi teaches her how to dance and buys her a prom dress. Her parents pass away and I think Aww. like her dad is like his best friend like or somehow um and so, you know, he's taking care of her. He teaches her how to fight. It's great. I love it. So, um, as a very quick Karate Kid related aside, ooh, please. When that film came out, actually months before it came out officially, my girlfriend and I in high school wanted to go see this movie called Electric Dreams, okay. which is where this dude's desktop computer comes alive and starts helping him date. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, that movie. And I really works. wanted to see it, and and they were doing a special premiere sneak screening if you came to see electric dreams you could stay and see a secret second film for free yeah. and the secret second film was the karate kid the first one. like the og the 84 one the original oh, so, yeah because cool. it came out basically the same time so like we went to see electric dreams which we both really liked and which i've seen since and i don't know what the fuck i was thinking and then we stuck around, and they showed Karate Kid, and it was like, this is fucking great. And now yeah. I have no idea if the version I saw was like a... Because there were preview cards you filled out and what you liked and stuff like that. It was really cool. Oh. It's one of the few times I've ever done that. Cool. And then we left. We were like, that's really cool. And it was like this big old like grand theater in downtown Asheville in Pack Square. Okay. It was the Pack Cinema Twin or something like that where it was just this massive like old Art Deco theater but it was oh, only Art Deco on the inside like the outside was just like brick but it was huge and that's a thing we did. That's how Wait, I remember. Wait, is that the one it. that's still there? Mm-mm, no, the one that's still no. there is the uh, Fine Arts Theater. Oh, and it's tiny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's really small. Okay. The one uh, that I'm talking about was absolutely epic. That's where I saw... Um, that's where I saw um, the movie, Mike. What's the one the uh, with Paul Smith and the chainsaw? Pieces. Pieces. That's where oh. I had to cross a picket line of women to go see oh, Pieces. Oh, I remember you talking about theater. that yeah. when we recorded that episode. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, same yeah. Theater. I love cool. that downtown Asheville. So. Wait, so that was torn down? I, or converted into some bullshit that I don't care about. Mm. So, yeah, it okay. was there. <laughs> Interesting. Directly yeah, across Pack Square from now. the first Bojangles. I ever went to, which was in downtown Asheville. Really? Which is an yeah. indelible experience for you. It's not it there anymore. No. No, no. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't ever remember. It was Bojangles right in Pack Square, right across Very the street cool. from the theater over nestled between like office buildings. So like near the art museum, like where in relation to the art museum? I'd have museum? to look at a map. I could tell oh, you. But, okay. Uh, but anyway, you go. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, so uh, I watched 
breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I mean... With uh, the most subtle Asian portrayal in the history of film. Yeah, so that's what I was about to talk about. I, you know, I remember (laughs) being a kid, and, like, I love rom-coms. I think rom-coms, like, action is my number one favorite genre. Rom-coms, my number two. Um, I am not okay with this movie because of that. Granted. Um, I watched this movie once as a kid and I remember not liking it and rewatching it. I'm like, yeah, like that's why I just always thought that that Asian landlord was like so racist and I just couldn't get behind it. Yeah. It's like, I just, I just couldn't be okay with that. So I have a weird problem with the movie too, just because like it's hard. I don't, I have a hard time imagining, uh, her with, uh, George Papard for some reason. Yeah. Even a young, smooth George Papard. It seems like a weird. Yeah, the casting is not the best. I think she's adorable and wonderful and obviously iconic in that. Um, 100%, always. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, that it's, and Casablanca, like, I'm, I'm oh, I personally, I do I like I think they're great movies, but I'm just kind of like, these aren't, these aren't my classic, uh, Rom-coms, yeah. You gotta, you gotta see them at the right time, I think, and then it gets its hooks in and becomes, like, part of your language. But, but yeah, no. Casablanca I would put over this, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. I would yeah. put it way up at the very top of all the lists, personally. Nice. But I love yeah. it. So. Yeah. Um, okay, so Palm Springs, I love saw. love that. Mike, you should have watched it. Dude. Okay, it came out in 2020. I've been wanting to watch this movie for so long. It's so it's, fucking it's good. on Hulu, so I don't have access to it. But I started watching this movie one night with, like, two of my friends. And we were inebriated. Like, it was the end of the night. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, we start, like, 30 minutes in. And everybody wants to go to bed. And I'm like, damn it. So then, like, a couple days later, I was at my other friend's house. And... And I was like, all right, do you have Hulu? Can we please? Like, she's talking to, like, let's watch a movie. Let's it's watch so something. I'm like, can we please good. watch this movie? And I need to know don't about spoil it. it. It's I so will good. not spoil anything. All I'm going to say is that J.K. Samberg is brilliant in it. Yes. And, like, Andy Samberg is a comedic genius. And so is, like, the chick. The and plot is back to the future level, complex and awesome and perfectly it's, assembled. It's great. It's like Back to the Future meets Groundhog's Day and it's like so fucking beautiful good. time loops. It's like a budding romance with like mm-hmm. all of the fun and moxie because you have zero ramifications and it's awesome. Like it's just I, so good. It's funny and it's sweet and it's wonderful. And really it's smart like it and it's really well made. Um, okay, so bodies, bodies, bodies. What'd you think, um, Julie? I didn't like it. All right, well. I saw it in the theater. I saw oh, it that's like right. opening I night. That. I saw it. They gave me glow sticks at the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Um, I thought that that movie rolled. And, okay. Uh, no, sorry. Like, I thought the setting rolled. The movie, I thought was okay. Um, okay. Now, watching it for the second time, mm-hmm. I was like... I liked it better. I liked it better the second time, okay. knowing the events that I was getting into. It made me laugh even harder because that, like my friend Natalie, who is um, a Gen Z, 
yeah. made this really funny joke that she was just like, um, I'm kind of shook because I think that they're really making fun of Gen Z's. And I was like, Natalie, they are absolutely making fun of Gen absolutely. Z's in this movie. Like, this is like Jennifer's Body meets yeah. April Fool's Day meets Clue. It's great. Like, when you love this movie. Lee Pace in there is the old kind of creepy dude who's very sexy, who's like obviously the who you assume is the killer and stuff yeah i'm yeah. i'm gonna say it for the second time i remember saying this the first like i wish there were more sex in it yeah like but whatever you know yeah. like it, seeing this the second time if this is if if i have like a hurricane party again yeah yeah i'm gonna watch crawl and i'm gonna watch this movie okay uh, crawl crawl yeah it's like crawl, with like the dad the and the, the okay, alligator crawl, like crawl not crawl no, no, not that way. Um, <laughs> the thing I the thing I remember about that movie is it was way too much time with people who I thought were awful, and the movie really like let you soak in how awful they were. And I just yeah, didn't like yeah. them. I didn't care that they got killed, and I just didn't find it. I, I didn't. I wasn't pulling for anybody really. I agree with you. It was kind of like how I felt about to bring it back to like Motel Hell. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's like. The only people I were really rooting for were the Cabbage Catch kids when they yeah. came alive. Like, and I was like, fucking kill Ida. Yes. Like, who else are you going to kill? Like, I like that movie Sick, which I thought was very similar to Bodies, 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 but I thought it was better. Because that was okay. the Kevin Williamson guy, the Scream guy. He wrote Sick. Oh, I still haven't seen that yet. Oh, that was really good. I see Julie's going to do some skateboarding. She's about to grind on some pipes. Okay, grind. This movie was hands down. Like, I. Love this movie. I watch right. it like every couple of months. It's like a feel good movie, road trip, friend kind of okay. like movie. Um, one night I paired grind, skateboard, road trip movie with road trip with oh, Stifler. Okay. Like Freddie got Green. fingered in it. Yeah. 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 Like this movie rules. Um, That's the so, one where uh, Stifler, or Stifler gets his prostate massaged. He dies. Yeah. That's the funniest thing in the world to me in that movie. His, his, face his acting in that scene yeah wrecked me entirely dude stifler is underrated he's like, really funny he sean like, william scott incredible. i believe it's his name so i always want to say sean yeah. aston scott but like it's... yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm never gonna call him anything else but Stifler. like 100 percent, right like he was so funny in that what that kevin smith movie where he was playing the guitar when the girls pick him oh up oh my god yeah. <laughs> hey man hey little man <laughs> So I don't think that's the kind funny. of language we need to use in and front of these ladies. That uh, the movie where he's the enforcer in the the hockey thing, Goon. Is mm-hmm. fucking, oh, he's, he's great! Great in Goon, he's great in role models. He's really like, good in role models, but Goon yeah. is like actually, I think, legitimately fucking awesome. And, and there's a couple sequels of that. I, there's dude, at least one. I love yeah. a sports like feel good movie. Goon if is you great. Put, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It's like violent. It's funny. Love it. Dirty, mean, yeah. and good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> totally. Um, okay, so I picked up the first VCR. It's a lunch meat. Like came out with it, and that's it's fascinating just, looking. Yeah, it's awesome. It looks like a cleaning um, tape or something. It does, and or I love blank. like edges all around. Yeah. like it's kind of beaten up. It's great. It does. It does look like a combo between like a a blank and a a cleaner. Yeah. Um, or like it would be a pack-in with your VCR you bought. Like, here you go. Here's how to work it. Here's how to do time shifting. Welcome to the wonderful world of home (laughs) video recording. My name is Lydia (laughs) D-Boy. 
You know me from such films as Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And that's pretty much it. So yeah, it's it's super technical, like nonfiction, you know. It's, it's Oh really? Fun. So it's yeah, actually so like a documentary about VCRs. Huge documentary. Dude, loved it. I would love it's to like, see talks that. about yeah, like, nineteen fifty six. I'll let you borrow it. Like it's yeah, it's cool. awesome. Like, I might have to I come to your a, house so I can watch it on a VCR. Yeah. Yeah. Seems appropriate. Like I loved it. It's I want it's the 4K. Really, it's a knowledge drop for sure. <laughs> Julie, did you ever hook up that VCR DVD HDMI thing that I gave you? Yeah, it works great. Really good. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. No, I'm like, just I'm glad it's, it's awesome. got a good home. That's good. Dude, it rules. Cool. I appreciate you. I was just curious. I just thought of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, throwback Encino Man. Love this movie. <laughs> wow. So good. So funny. That's got funny. the whale in it, doesn't it? The whale yeah. in That guy likes Holly to jerk Shaw. off the gay porn. It's pretty hot. Um, I have, still haven't seen The Whale. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would keep it that way. It's pretty fucking heavy. Um, just stay you know, away. I don't love the dramas, so... Yeah, dude, I'm, not, I'm saying it as I a just friend. Watch, just maybe I, don't watch it. I prefer it's to really watch good, stuff though. like this, like Savage, Savage Beach. Beach with Andy Sedaris. I am loving those yeah. outfits. That looks like they're ready to pump some gas down to the gas station. We Dude, need to. Yeah, we just watched. Uh, what did we watch? Not Picasso Trigger. Was Picasso Trigger? Picasso Trigger. It was Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Is the one we watched just so recently. Good. Why do you so not let good. Julie finish before you start like usurping her with your list of films? My gosh. Some people. No, what the fuck we're just talking, talking Andy Sedaris. I'm just jumping on the bandwagon, bitch. Yeah, Andy Sedaris is important. You guys taught me like Andy Sedaris. I feel like I, I feel like I. You taught me who he was. Like I had like seen movies. I know him uh, mostly from his football work. Quite frankly, yeah, me too. Oh, like, Monday yeah, night yeah. football, sportscaster. Yeah, like, I just remember yeah, discovering these movies at three o'clock in the morning on HBO at Chris's house. At Chris's house, yeah. Um, but he was also in that movie we did with Charlton Heston, wasn't he? Wasn't he the director in that uh, that that thing with the shooter at the football game? Wasn't he the dude that was? Wasn't he? He is that? in that movie. He that's is. What I mean. they, yeah, they filmed the actual yeah, Monday Night Football I mean. crew. He's in yeah, that. that was yeah. that was intense and good. It's a fucking great movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ten minute, two minute warning. Two minute warning. Yes, sir. Mm. Yeah, that was good solid. Yeah. Um. All right, so this movie, Real Bullets. Real Bullets. That looks like Danny McBride there shooting that bow and arrow. It kind of does. And who is? <gasps> what's what's the name across the top? Oh, um, up at the top, it's a name of something Lane or Dart Martin. Oh, Dart- Martin Lando. He's Martin Lando, but okay. that's not the guy with Woo. the crossbow. No, John I Gar- tell that. Garziano. Okay, Real Bullets. Um, yeah, I don't know. Real this movie dumb. was awesome. It's about stuntmen. Oh, cool. And yeah, so I was like, you guys are kind of like not hate cool. this, but kind of hate it. Like, yeah. But it you know, it's a badass cover. Situation. Maybe. I never know. I'm I never know. Up. I know that's the best. Because I thought that you were going to like super like Auntie Lee's meat pies. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a I porno version of Blood Diner. I, look, it's like more like blast. loving. Thank you. I'm glad that you did. Uh, I had a blast watching it, and the fact that the two of them overlapped the way they did was just like a mind blowing addition to it. So, like the whole time, again, I had watched Motel Hell not that long ago, but watching it the night after watching Auntie Lee's, it was just like this is 
wild that there's so much overlap. Yeah. It was, it was great. Agreed. I thought it was great. Darlene Landau is also in Real Bullets. I have to assume Ooh. a relation to Martin. I don't yeah, know if it's daughter is. or wife or something, but anyway, she's she's in it. And that Gazarian guy was the writer and star. John Ooh. Kazarian, who plays John. Darlene plays Darlene. <laughs> Very autobiographical. Apparently. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, okay. The Night Before with Keanu Reeves. Wow. Never even heard of it. Ugh. So I've wanted rom-com. this one for a long time. It is a rom-com. And it has Lori Laughlin in it as well. Oh, okay. Does she um, try to get her kid into college without, like, it? Yeah, I mean, she might be fresh out of jail now, but, like, you know, in this movie, she is handcuffed. And, like, in a different way. But, you know, like, look at this cover. She's handcuffed to our... Actually, no one's handcuffed, so... Yeah, I'm I'm looking at it on um, IMDb here. Yeah, she gets handcuffed to... Ooh, watch it. She gets handcuffed to that bedpost. Does he play a nerd? It's great. Um, Yeah, he is, like, the head of his astronomy club. Because... Because that's the description of popular beauty, surprisingly, asks a nerd to take her to the prom. Yeah, so he's so charming. There's a lot of Theodore Logan in there from, like, Bill and Ted's because it came out the year before. Um, And he has to take her to the dance because that she lost a bet. And then they, like, end up at the rat's nest in, like, a different part of L.A. where Mm -hmm. George Clinton, who did all of the music for this movie, like... He is, like, having a a show, and it's awesome, and they get lost, and they're jumping around, like, going from, like, place and place to the city, and then he loses her, and it's awesome. It's, like, a really fun night, kind of like Trojan Wars or Adventures in Babysitting, where, like, you're trying to, like, make something happen. I I looked up the director, Tom Eberhardt. His, the only film he made before the, the night before was Night of the Comet. Oh, cool! Oh, good. Then after that, Love that after movie. the night before, he wrote he did without a clue. Then Gross okay. Anatomy, which I'm familiar with. Yeah. Then a little series that. Mike called Parker Lewis can't lose. He did an episode. Oh shit! Then there he did are. Captain Fucking Ron. Y'all, <gasps> Captain what Ron's a, great a movie. touchstone gem. So that Love is a dude with some fucking some heart, some chops. Let's just yeah. Say. And then a lot of TV stuff, series work, stuff like that. So. That's but, awesome. But still, that's, that's quite an impressive little opening thing. Wait, guys, one time I was at a VHS Fest a couple years ago and I was buying from this guy. Um, and, and like, I was like, shit, I really want Captain Ron, but like, this guy's going to fucking judge me. And then it was like one of the found footage guys was there. And like, and I was like, damn, I'm going to have to buy Captain Ron in front of him. And I'm, and I, I got Looker and Captain Ron, and I feel like the only thing that redeemed myself was buying Looker, like, with Looker. Captain Ron, you know, because he was like, solid. oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a great movie. So, I take that back. Uh, I just hadn't expanded the list. He also did a movie, Mike, before Night of the Comet and Julie, called Soul Survivor, which he also wrote. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wait, I don't know that one. Wow. Yeah, I, just, I think I... So, a lone survivor of a plane crash is haunted by a feeling... Uh, by feeling unworthy of survival, dead people start coming after hit her to collect yeah. her. Whoa! Okay, I remember. That. I remember yeah. it. I've seen it, but it's been a million years. Cool. It's well regarded. So anyway, very cool. It um, wants her. It's waiting. It won't be long now. So that's the tagline. All right. Um. Did I uh, joy? 
Joyride. Nice. That's one. Yeah. Oh, look, that's at Steve Zahn, isn't it? Yes. Having just and seen Paul him Walker. in the Righteous Gemstones. The Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, so this this movie is good. I forgot how yes, it's fucking good, good it was. 2001. I it's, I remember like watching this in the theater and I It's one I've had on my list, it. Julie. Oh, really? To do for the podcast, yeah. Oh, well, we've done some fantastic road movies like in general. Like Wanted I remember to do that with Monster Man. Yeah. I haven't seen Monster Man, so I'm into it. It's Monster Truck. Okay. I just sort remember right what was... Joyride. I felt like you did an episode that was super cool that was like... Um, it was unhinged, but it was with... Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. What was the other movie that it the was The one with? with that dude where his wife got killed and then the guy was chasing him down and he liked to kill people in the bridges and stuff like that. And that was kind of like more what I thought yeah. this was, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, this movie's solid. Like, so That was... That the one yeah. that we did the was it that Jim Caviezel? It was. It yeah. was called the Highwayman, who's now gone way off the deep end with yeah, the he's sound a of freedom, nutbag, QAnon, yeah, QAnon sense, QAnon. All right, I got two more. Okay. Um, so, uh, Heart and Souls. This was like a thrift store find, and Robert Downey Jr. and I forgot about oh, this wow. movie. Tom Sizemore, Heart and Souls. um, and like Kira Sedgwick, and like. Elizabeth Shue. There's like a bunch oh, of wow, people in it. Oh wow, that's a hell of a cast. Like mm-hmm. Super charming. I remember this being on like USA or TNT or something. But it's incredibly heartwarming and just a really like nice movie. If like you just want to. Oh, Charles Grodin. You know. Yeah. So, all right, last one from um, Ron Underwood, Mike. Really, yeah. Mr. Trimmers himself. Yeah, that's <laughs> very fucking cool. That's very, very fucking cool. Ron Underwood, I like that dude. I do too. Like, that dude has done some seriously good shit. Hmm. Wow. All right, sorry, Julie. No, it's okay. All right, Bring guys. It. I'm excited about this one. I saved it for last because right. I was more interested to know if you've seen it before. Um, this reminds me a lot of, like, Future Hunters or Highway to Hell. Like, if you say that you've not heard this, like, it will be my next pick. All right. Um, she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard okay. of it. I've seen the box. Okay. It's it's just like a great movie. I I haven't seen it probably like since high school. And I rewatched it. I found a cheap copy, like it was on eBay for five dollars, and is I was it, like, Is it like Sandal Bergman or somebody plays? It is. Yeah. 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 And it's I'm just, aware of it hundred percent. It holds up. It's yeah. so odd and bizarre and amazing. There have been several versions of the she stuff over the years, I believe. They've tried to so, sort of make movies. Yeah. And apparently it's like, I, I haven't heard about like movie stuff, but I have, like I started going in a deep dive about different comics and things mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like books and I... Yeah, adaptations I, of it. There's a shitload of books, I think. I went to McKay's and Acme and tried to find like different things with mm-hmm. it, but I might have to do some deep dives on eBay, but I will read anything about this, like by this guy. Yeah, cool, cool. So is it the story? Is it like a female, basically a female Conan? Yeah, kind of yeah. thing. It looks like because the sword and sorcerer. Haggard, the writer Haggard. It right. looks like his. He, he was sort Haggard. of. He was a contemporary of uh, of uh, Robert E. Howard. Yeah, and it's like this post-apocalyptic journey. Yeah, um, I have so many things that would pair well with that. Cool. Okay, mm. bring it on. Hunt Hundra. Mm-hmm. Would pair perfectly with that. It's post-apocalyptic, sort of 
female empowerment. Big female blonde badass warrior. Busty badass warriors. I mean, Hundred is fucking good too, man. Why don't you just make a movie called Busty Badass Warrior? I mean, that's you just shorten it. <laughs> Acronym. Mike, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? Sure, I have a relatively uh, brief list. First, I don't I do want to want hear to say, about your underwear. I do want to say. Finished Barry. If you haven't watched the series Barry on HBO or on Max or whatever, watch it. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, you will not be disappointed. And, and we're sorry about the app. It's terrible. So Yeah, the app sucks, but anyway. All right, so watch the movie called The Wind with Wingshauser and Meg Foster. How was that? It was very strange. Uh, Wingshauser is at his unhinged best in it. And Robert <laughs> is Morley is in it. Really? Yeah, Robert Morley. Wow. I uh, watched Schizoid with Klaus Kinski. Nice. Which was actually very entertaining. Yeah. And it was sort of Kinski, like, kind of reining it in a little bit to where it was like. Isn't there a like Pete Walker just, Schizoid? Maybe. But this is like, this mm. is not that one. But it's like Kinski acting where it didn't feel like he was raping your eyeballs. Yikes. <laughs> and, uh, no, he did, Pete Walker did a movie called Schizo. Schizo. Okay. Uh, Witchboard with. Oh, classic. The, oh, that. Yeah, it's uh, Kevin Tenney. Is that Charles Band? No, it's Kevin Tenney. Mm-hmm. I know, but Charles Band production. I thought it was a full I man. don't think so. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, but it, Tony Katane and the greatest death by sheetrock you've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> uh, is it like David Warner and The Omen? No, that was plate glass, and that's just... I, I that's, know, but it's but like... But that's like top of, five... That's what I'm asking. Like, is it like... Top five thing? death in movies, maybe ever, that one. Uh, Scream for Help by Michael Winter. Ooh, I think I my stepdad's that. trying to kill me. Or I think my step... Uh, that's what I remembered it as. It's, I think my stepdad's trying to kill my mother. Oh, okay, okay. But I always remembered it as me, too. But yeah, it's just as... Now that you insane. say it, it absolutely is correct that that's what it is. But yeah. It's as insane as you will remember it being, because it is just a barrage of... We did that early on on the show, right? Because we yeah. were such big fans of that. Yeah, Michael Winner. Oh, it's just so nuts. Yeah. Like all mm-hmm. these, and again, a collection of just awful people, basically. Yeah, and, and just like, an <laughs> intense pacing. Just like insane. Her mother, the girl's mom, gets ejected from her wheelchair like... Ten times in the movie, just like down some <laughs> stairs, through a door, out a plate glass window. Uh, L.A. Wars, which Ooh, is get it. Yes, I figured awesome. you would know. I figured you would know that it's a. It's to me, it was like sort of action USA level. Like, yeah, I didn't really know anybody much that was involved in it, but it was a bunch of crazy good stunts and tolerable acting and. A lot of action. So, yeah. fun. No, that movie's great. I, I think, like, Vinegar Syndrome or someone yes. came out with, like, a stellar copy of it. That's that how I, I saw it. Okay, it yeah. The That's Vinegar how I have it, too. <laughs> okay. Um, we watched uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure in, yeah. in honor of... Yes. What a fucking was, great human being. Yes, just... And I've seen... So much stuff in the intervening time since he passed mm-hmm. about what it was like, like working with and for Paul like Rubens and everybody. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. says that he was just the most, said that like he never forgot people's birthdays after he met them and he would just blow up your inbox with like, 
happy birthday emojis and gifts and stuff all day on your birthday. That's awesome. Um, we did <clears throat> we did scream for help on episode thirty one. It's a ways back. Um, and we paired about two hundred episodes ago. Do you remember what we paired it with? Uh, Don't think no. The Sentinel. Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It was called Winner Takes It All. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. So anyway. And last night we watched a movie called Blood Money, also known as Killer or something, but Blood Money is what we watched it as, and it stars Wingshauser. Okay. Sounds Robert like I'm, I'm detecting Robert's, a theme. Robert Zadar. Yes, I've seen the trailers Ooh, for this. the face. And Karen Black. Oh, snap. Whoa. Wait, Wearing what's that called again? Excuse me? Blood Money. Blood Money. It's and it's like maybe Killer Elite or something. Killer... Hang on so I can... Because when I looked it up on IMDb, okay. it was not on there as Blood Money. It was on as whatever this alternate title was. But it was... Extremely entertaining, and Robert Starr was having a blast. And there were some of the greatest, like, uh, stereotypical mob characters you've ever seen. Oh, cool! So solidly fun. Yeah. Right. Damn, there's a lot of movies called Blood Money. Big bucks. Yeah, there are. It's ridiculous. The Killer's Edge is what is the 91, Killer's Edge. Ninety-one. And it's the Killer's Edge is the title. I will tell you, fucking Robert Zadar worked yes he did yeah how many uh, um credits does he work. have on imdb uh for an actor he has 124 cool last one Still? was in 2022 called mind wiped okay man when he got electrocuted in tango and cash that was one of my favorite things so ever. here's what's wild he there's a movie called mind wiped came out in 2022 he died in 2015 Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, that's why I was really so confused. That I was super out. confused by that. I don't understand. Huh. It's just like they released it then, I guess. Is that shelved? No. Or maybe it's just a little insert shot where they put him in there so they could claim him. Um, all right, Mr. Martin. All right, mine's, mine's sort of interesting. I have watched a few things. Starting off with Star Pilot, which was an Italian science fiction film with some of the sexiest... Italian girls I've ever seen. Cool. It is from 1966. It's on YouTube, and holy moly, I recommend it. It's cheesy and stupid and awesome, and the girl is unbelievably cute. Nice. Um, I watched a movie called It Comes at Night, which has um, the one of the, those actors that was in that fighter movie. Oh, which movie? He played Uncle Owen in the new Star Wars movies. Joel blah 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 anyway he's in it it's post-apocalyptic this him and his wife and these people and they're holed up in this house in the woods and some bad shit's out there and they're trying to stay super safe and they let a couple in and then that's some trouble and then they fight and they shoot each other and stuff and it's it was interesting and it had a real tone um I enjoyed it um The Outlaws which was a Netflix movie with Lauren Lapkus and a bunch of other people Mm -hmm. um What's the dude's name? The and, and of divine is the lead. It's, it was funny, but it was completely <clears throat> dismissible, disposable. The opening act I watched, which I turns out I had seen before, which has um, the dude that played the the dumb 
roommate in um, Silicon Valley. It's an Asian guy um, who's very funny. I can't think of his name. But anyway, he is. He wants to be a comedian. He's trying to be a comedian. It's got like people from Saturday Night Live in it and stuff. And it's, it is okay. But I got about halfway through it and I realized, oh shit, I've already seen this. So I finished it. Um, I went to the film, I went to the theater here in town and watched a revival screening of The Mummy from 1932. Oh, oh nice. cool. Love with, that. With, with um, Morris Karloff. Um, yeah, Carla. That was very oh. entertaining to watch um, in a theater setting. The fucking theater was packed, Julie. Oh, that's awesome. Really? I was that's really, really surprised. Cool. That makes um, me happy. Wait, did you go to the Carolina Theater for that? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, it was for my friend Karen's birthday. That's what she wanted to do, so we went and saw that. Damn, I wish it, if if I had known, I would have been there, too. We would have well, seen I, each other there. I'll, I'll let you know next time. Um, I will I see any cr- like Universal Monsters stuff like well, in the it was theater. That would be amazing. funny. I told Karen that night I had just like decided I'm going to rewatch the Universal Monsters, and I'd watch the Wolfman, I'd watch Frankenstein, I'd watch Dracula. I had not watched that, so yeah. I it was cool that I got that in under my belt. Um, there's a really really great Netflix movie called They Clone Tyrone, and mm. oh, um, you you talked about that. I yeah. just didn't it is it. really great. Jamie Foxx is like a national treasure. I cannot say enough good stuff about it. It's really fucking great. A very funny, but very politically significant like bit of undercurrent and even overcurrent. It's really, really fucking good. Um, and um, Jack Bauer, he, 21 Keeper. big star, he shows up. Um, Keeper Solo? Yeah, he shows up. He's really great. Um, they made a movie of the Venture Brothers called um, The Venture Brothers, Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart. And I watched mm-hmm. that. It was really, really good. It continues this, to unfold the story of the Venture Brothers and their parentage, which was very interesting. I watched a documentary about a filmmaker named Raoul Walsh. The story is called, the movie is called The True Adventures of Raoul Walsh. This dude is a fucking staggering human being in the history of cinema he was directing silent films he discovered um um john wayne Wayne. he directed all these fucking great movies um he was like a big big giant player in early hollywood julie your screen is phenomenal with those stars oh my god you're right i was just looking at you should do a screen grab of that because that's bananas. That's awesome. That should be like your. That should be your like profile photo. Um, anyway, Raoul Walsh is a fascinating figure. Look him up. It's phenomenal what he's done. If you have a chance to watch this movie, The True Adventures of Raoul Walsh, do because it's an incredible story. Um, watch the documentary about Florida exploitation zero budget filmmakers called. Blood. I'm excited to watch that. Called Blood, Guts, and Sunshine: The History of Horror Made in Florida. So they start off with Herschel Gordon Lewis and other people, even Bob Clark, people we know of. And then they get into people we do not know of because they made movies for $5. And it is a fascinating, though maybe slightly overlong, exploration of this sort of group of filmmakers in Florida. It's really an interesting story. Watch the new Nicolas Cage movie from 2023 called Sympathy for the Devil. Oh, what's that about? highly recommend it it is so nicholas cage so in the movie there is a guy joel kinnaman who is going to the hospital because his wife is trying to have a baby she's about to have a baby she's intending to have a baby he's trying to get to the hospital he is stopped 
he is kidnapped by Nicolas Cage, who forces him to just drive. So most of the movie is Nicolas Cage in the backseat of a car holding a gun on Joel Kinnaman while he's talking to him, and then shit gets fucking intense and awesome. Nicolas Cage is chewing it up, and it's great. Okay. Anyway, I highly recommend this movie if you can stomach some crazy over-the-top Nicolas Cage. Um, I watched Shin Kamen Rider. So now I've seen all the Shin movies. I've seen Shin Kamen Rider, Shin Ultraman, and Shin Godzilla, which are sort of a three-piece set. As I understand it, there's going to be a fourth film that will combine those three characters, and it'll be mm. some ultimate new kaiju spin. Who knows? And I also rewatched from 2018 the movie Upgrade, which I had watched before, did not like, but I kept, for some reason, it kept popping up in conversations that I was hearing. And so I said, well, I'm going to give that another shot. Because I did like the guy's um, Invisible Man movie. So I, I, I rewatched Upgrade, and I agree. It's excellent. So very, very good. Um, really interesting sort of cyberpunk sort of story set in the near future where people are augmenting their bodies, building guns into their arms, sensors into their eyes, and all kinds of shit. It was cool. pretty fucking cool. Okay. Um. So that's, that's what I've watched. I also finished Barry, much like Mike, though I finished it a little quicker. Um, but I enjoyed it just as much. And we both finished uh, Righteous Gemstones, Mike, which was excellent. Just great. So, yeah. Um, it's gloriously dumb and fun. And oh, and I rewatched the Super McBride, Mario right? Brothers movie last night. Yeah. <laughs> with my niece, which was fun. Okay, so how was that related to the original one? Uh, it was good, and that separates it from the first one, which was not. The only thing this movie lacked, which I did enjoy in the first one, is Mojo Nixon. Okay. okay. Oh, that's right. He plays Toad in Mojo Nixon. And in this movie, Keegan Michael Key plays Toad. So it's okay. I want to hear Keegan Michael Key cover like uh, Stuff in Martha's, Stuff in Martha's Muffin. Muffin. Yeah, or I Want to Race Bigfoot Trucks, or anything. Vibrator dependent. They're always top of my <laughs> list of Mojo Nixon songs. Let me in it. Says I don't make the right noise. Been replaced by batteries. Hey now, fellas, can't you see? She just wants to, wants play, to play with her with toys. Her toys. <laughs> Something like <laughs> Vibrator Zilla. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. <laughs> so, Julie, the song is the guy comes home and thought, thought his wife was in there screwing somebody and he kept hearing this sound he went in there and she just had this big vibrator and she was she was having sex with it and, and um at some point she just becomes hooked on it she's she's addicted to plastic she can't she can't get enough and he she she comes home one day with this big giant vibrator and it, it mojo nixon describes it as vibrator zilla but you can't just plug this into the wall what he has to do is pull the stove away from the wall and plug the vibrator Zilla into that because she wants to put two twenty on the money. Okay. That's right, is two twenty on the money, honey. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, that's a Mojo Nixon song. Um, well, Julie, or, thank you for suggesting these films. Who's who's up next? Is it me or Mike? Wait, this was like all of us together. I mean, technically, you were the one that found this. So like, thank you. Well, you from last episode. were the one who made the call. Let's be honest. I mean. But, like, this couldn't be lost. I I was very excited. Look, I might have led you to the water, but you're the one who chose to drink. <laughs> so, um, 
This was fun, but uh, who is next? Is it me or Mike? You. Okay. All right. You. All right. Well, I already know what we're doing. The, so you're. I did the one, one beers last time. You're doomed. And by that I mean not doomed at all. But I'm going to do two films I think by the same director. So we're going to have people climbing up the charts again. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, this was episode 224 of Flickers from the Cave, and um, we uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us. You can email us at flickersfrom at gmail.com or flickersfrom at yahoo.com. You can find us on Facebook if you're old. Check us out on Instagram, Slasher, YouTube, uh, Letterboxd at Flickers in the Cave. And please review us wherever please. the platform oh, yeah. that you listen. Julie, that smile. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that is crazy. I'll send that to you. <laughs> We're also over on Twitter, which is now known as X, apparently. And fuck that shit. But we are still and there. And no one knows why. Ooh. We're still there. Um, where we are at Cave Walls. So yeah, this was great, y'all. But I, I will be honest. I am feeling a little hungry. So I think I, I need to go in there and thaw out some of these meat pies I picked up while I was up in the mountains. Let's get some jerky. Howdy. Jesus Christ. How many people ever say howdy or assholes from New York City? <laughs> <laughs>